up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, October 26th. Waivers Day on the show here for week eight, man. We've made the turn. Remember, you're not guaranteed to play 17 weeks of fantasy football in most leagues. You're only guaranteed to play 14 weeks. So we are halfway through the fantasy football regular season. And man, the rubber has met the road for a lot of teams out there. But a lot of transition takes place at this time of year. Of course, we can continue to polish up our rosters. And that's exactly what I'm going to do on the show for you today. I'll break down the waivers. Uh, I'll also break down players that we can drop, players that we should be holding, team defenses we should hold if we have, and team defenses to stream if we don't have. All right, let's dive into it. At the top of my list for this week, I have Khalil Herbert. Now, Khalil Herbert is still fairly widely available, and I'm going to go 20% on him, so this is not a heavy week. It's not like there's an absolute must-add I'm assuming Khalil Herbert is rostered in most leagues. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty serious about fantasy football, but you never know. If you're in a bunch of leagues, you might still be able to go out and uh, find him in a league or two because that's what the ownership numbers suggest. Anyway, what we saw at Khalil Herbert last week was a darn impressive performance. He goes 18 for 100 against arguably the best run defense in the NFL over the last year and a half. He is drastically, dramatically ahead of Damian Williams now, and I think there's a role for him when David Montgomery comes back, but I still don't think David Montgomery comes back until week 11, so that means at least two more weeks here. Remember, there's a a week 10 bye for the Chicago Bears. Two more weeks of Khalil Herbert as your guy, not a bad thing. Uh, Number two on my list, Kadarius Toney, I'm going 15%. Uh, He was dropped in some leagues. You know, people do the what have you done for me lately. It it always cracks me up when somebody's like, well, you know, he isn't getting it done. It's like, dude, he had a bad game. (laughs) And he maybe didn't even have a bad game. He just didn't fill up the stat sheets in one game. Or he was hurt. uh, Whatever. The point is, look more than, you know, look further back than just one week when you evaluate players. Uh, But we'll go 15% on him. Sterling Shepard just seemingly can't stay healthy. Neither can Kenny Galladay. And we have seen when Kadarius Tony's on the field, Daniel Jones is going to look his way early, often, and everything in between. Rashad Bateman, 12%. Now, I know that the numbers really look encouraging from this past week. But then again, let's look further than just one week. Uh, He was out there the week before. Didn't put up major numbers the week before. It was targeted six times, so at least that's encouraging. Uh, but the the challenge that we're going to run into with Rashad Bateman is expectation and reality, I think, are two very different things. People love themselves some Rashad Bateman. They do. And I get it. Hey, on another squad, I would, I would be absolutely in love with him. But you look at the target volume. Okay, Mark Andrews had seven. Marquise Brown had 14. Bateman had six. He had six in back-to-back weeks. Now, it's solid, but that's not going to be anything better than, you know, you're really hoping for wide receiver receiver three production, which is what he put up this past week. So I'm not going overboard on Bateman, but I do have him at 12% because I think at this point, we are searching for those higher ceiling guys, which is exactly what he has, uh, but ceiling and floor, that combination is is somewhat volatile with him. So 12%. Uh, Kenny Gamewell, 10% on him. Uh, We're going to have... At least a couple weeks here without Miles Sanders. Gainwell is going to be in a committee, but he's on the better, the right side of that committee between him 
and Boston Scott, who I'll talk about in a little bit. So, hey, if you've been holding on to Kenny Gainwell, this is exactly why you held on to him because the implied value is pretty solid. Arguably into the RB2s with him, especially with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. The Ernest Johnson, 10%. Now, Nick Chubb looks like he will be back this week. Kareem Hunt could be out. He could be out until like week 13, week 14, given the, the timetable that he had. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to just run Nick Chubb uh, 60 times? No. The team wants to run the football, and they're going to use Dernus Johnson. And Dernus Johnson, yet again, is one injury away from a massive workload that we saw uh, last week. So you're adding him not because you're using him. You're adding him because he's a really high implied value handcuff. That's what he is. Uh, Marquez Callaway, 8%. Didn't love the performance last night, but didn't hate the performance either. He's still a wide receiver three, wide receiver four type. And we have no clue when Michael Thomas will be back on that roster or if. I, I, I think we do have to start saying if. We do. Kenyon Drake, they're heading into bye, but I'm going to go 7%. Now, Josh Jacobs was a little banged up. He should be fine after the bye. But they did use Drake a little bit more. And remember, this is not John Gruden calling the shots. And really, let's be clear about that. When Gruden was there, he was calling the shots. Everything across the board, essentially. Maybe this team likes a little bit of what they've seen out of Kenyon Drake. I certainly was impressed last week. Now, two weeks ago, okay, he played 12 snaps, whatever. He scores two touchdowns. But no, he looked actually pretty decent <laughs> against the Philadelphia Eagles who, of course, you can run on a little bit, but he looked pretty decent. So stash him if he got dropped. It's not a terrible move. Samaje Pirine, 7% on him. It does appear like Cincinnati is going to go the route of a little bit of a committee. Now, I am not pressing any panic buttons if I have Joe Mixon. The worst thing you could possibly be doing right now is like, what, what can I get for Joe Mixon in a trade? Uh, everybody is aware of this. If you think... It's time to sell, then so does everybody else. So it's not time to sell. It's time to hold Joe Mixon. This past week, played 34 snaps, 30 for Pirine. The point is, Pirine's not bad, and they're going to use Pirine. Now, if Mixon is, is out, Pirine all of a sudden becomes a top 12 guy. Uh, if Mixon is in, he might even be usable as a flex at various points. We'll have to see how the, the snap distribution breaks down going forward. But at least for now, I'm going to put him on benches. I'll also go 6% on CJ Uzama. I don't love uh, the volatility of Uzama, but I do like the ceiling. Now, he's going to be volatile each week. All right, quick break, and then we'll continue on with waivers. All right, so I had Uzama as the uh, the top tight end at 6%. It's not like it's a monster week. By the way, if Zach Ertz is out there, which I'm assuming at this point he isn't, he would be the top waiver ad. Let's just be clear about that. I would go about 10% on him. I'm not going to break the bank on Zach Ertz. I don't know how sustainable this past week's production was, but it was an encouraging start, and that's exactly what we want to see. So I'd go about 10% on Zach Ertz. Uh, another tight end coming in at 10, Ricky Seals-Jones. We'll go 5% on him. He continues to see a heavy workload in that offense, and that's really what it's all about. Now, the one challenge with Ricky Seals-Jones is once Logan Thomas comes back, this all goes away, and Ricky Seals-Jones isn't even rosterable. So that's why I'm not going overboard here, but when you, when you see the production 
I mean, even this past week. So he didn't score a touchdown. He still had six for 51. It's still a solid day. Uh, 5% on him. 5% on Boston Scott. Like I said, he's going to be used with Miles Sanders banged up and sidelined. They're going to split the workload between Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. Boston Scott probably will see more work in the run game. He actually outcarried Gainwell 7-5. to Eagles, they don't run. But Gainwell had eight targets, just two for Boston Scott. They're much more comfortable with Gainwell there. So Gainwell has more value here. Uh, neither one of them is a slam dunk, but... You know, it, it, hey, if Gainwell's already rostered, you could do worse than Boston Scott. Alan Lazard at 5%, number 12 in my rankings. Uh, Devontae Adams is not looking good for this week. Now, in theory, he can test negative today, negative tomorrow. I believe you can still test negative the, the day of the game, so Thursday. He has to get two negative tests in. It is confirmed that he is vaccinated. But regardless, Lazard was already trending up anyway. Uh, if there's no Adams, then Lazard becomes a very intriguing play this week. But even so, I, I like the ceiling of him and and putting him on rosters isn't bad. Same thing with Van Jefferson at 13, 5% on him. The you know, the fact that they run so much eleven personnel with three wide receivers on this on the field is very encouraging uh for Van Jefferson. Evan Ingram at five percent. This is just uh well, it's kind of like his rookie season. If they don't have anybody on the on the field to catch the football. He's going to be catching the football. If they are if they have their full complement of weapons, which is highly unlikely given how uh the receivers have just been banged up all season long, then he's not. But 5% for now, just know what you're getting yourself into with Evan Ingram. Uh Brandon Bolden at 4%. Now, if you sorted by last week's points scored, you're going to say, "Wow, Brandon Bolden, a breakout game." In that voice, too. Uh, not really. It was the Jets, first and foremost. Belichick hates the Jets, so he laid it on the Jets. And I don't expect Brandon Bolden to put up these types of numbers every single week. However, he is in the James White role. So where would we consider James White if James White was on the field for this team? An RB3, right? A weekly flex option. That's about where he's going to be. Damian Harris is by far the preferred option in that backfield. Uh, Russell Gage, 4%. Showed some downfield chops. Maybe that opens up the passing game a little bit for the Falcons as well, for Matty Ice. I don't love Russell Gage, though. Kind of a limited fantasy profile, so uh, not not in love with that one. Same thing with Darius Slayton at 4%. I think there are better receivers you could go out and get this week, but if nobody's going to be there, somebody's got to catch the darn ball. Derek Carr, 3%. He continues to put up decent passing yardage numbers and and decent uh, just decent fantasy numbers as a whole, but that's all it really is. So if I need a safe option to get me through uh, after his buy, obviously, then Derek Carr. But I don't think Derek Carr wins us our fantasy championships. If you're sitting on somebody like like Joe Burrow, I think a lot of people have just instantly anointed him an every week automatic starter. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I love the play. I still am characterizing him as more of an upside option, just given the whole body of work this season. So if I had him, you know, pairing up with Derek Carr isn't terrible. I just don't really want to put myself in a position where I have to make weekly decisions at uh, quarterback. That's not optimal. Robert Tunyon, 3%. He's good if he scores touchdowns. Khalif Raymond, 3%. Putting up big numbers this past week. But as I noted on yesterday's podcast, if you invest in Khalif Raymond, you are investing in Jared Goff. Just be careful. Mo Cox, uh, put him at 3% as well. Not, not terrible. You know, he has touchdown upside at the position. And he's going to be a weekly 
tight end two option uh, going forward. Trevor Lawrence coming back from buy 3% on him. I actually liked how he looked before the buy. The progress is being made over the course of the season, so that's good. Tua Tunga Vailoa, 3%. He has faced the Jags and the Falcons in the last two weeks. So if you just look at the fantasy numbers, like Tua breakout! Pump the brakes just a little bit. But, I, hey, I don't want to rule that out. I just want to make sure we have context. That's all. Uh, Carson Wentz, 3%. Hey, Carson Wentz is throwing the ball a little bit. We know he has upside. We saw it early in his career with the Eagles. So, could do worse there. Matt Ryan, 3%. Like I said, I do think that opens up that offense a little bit. Opens up now uh, as, you know, Russell Gage is there. And you have, have Ridley. And they're using Kyle Pitts the way you should be using Kyle Pitts. And you have Patterson. really opens it all up. I'm going 2% on Trey Lance. He won't start this week, but I'm getting to the point where I I think we're pretty close. Uh, I think we're pretty close. Anyway, I'm going to keep stashing him. Uh, If if I have a top 10 guy, I'm not stashing him. But if I do have like Derek Carr, well, I need a quarterback this week. But if I have Matt Ryan or whatever, Kirk Cousins, I'll keep stashing him. Uh, J.J. Taylor, 2%. Not going to score garbage time touchdowns like that all the time, but is ahead of Ramondre Stevenson, apparently. Terod Taylor, 2%. Now, be careful with Terod Taylor. He is going to be back in practice this week, but there are still rumblings that he could be traded. If he's traded, I don't know if he goes to a spot where he's going to be a starter. Let's just say that. Uh, Randall Cobb, 2%. Again, there's value here just in general, but also the value could increase if... Adams isn't able to go. Uh, let's go. All right. Deshaun Watson, 2%. I don't love this. I do think he is ultimately placed on commissioner's exempt. I have been wrong many times before. So this is a play at stash him in case he gets traded, and I'm wrong, and he's not placed on commissioner's exempt. Uh, Marlon Mack, 1%. This is just in case he's traded. Case Keenum, 1%. Baker could play this week, so there may not be value there. Joe Flacco. Oh, boy. Traded to the Jets. <laughs> Just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. He's back with the Jets, and he likely will start for a couple weeks with uh, without uh, uh, Zach Wilson. Kyle Allen, 1%. In case Taylor Heineke is benched, uh, we will not see Ryan Fitzpatrick anytime soon. Here are the players who I am holding. A.J. Dillon, don't worry about last week. You're not holding him for for. The value he gives you week in and week out, you're holding him for the implied value in case Aaron Jones goes down. Miles Sanders is going to hold him through the injury. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm still holding because there's not much that you're going to be able to replace him with on waivers. Don't just cut somebody for the sake of cutting him. That's silly. Julio Jones got back on the field, and uh, I'm still encouraged by him, even though it was all A.J. Brown. I do still think that uh, Jones has some some juice in it in those legs. Uh, Let's go to the cut list. Justin Fields, if you really want to cut him, you can cut him. I don't know when it's going to happen. I still do think it's going to happen. But, you know, I was talking to a former player over the weekend and he said, you know, he's just not ready. He's just not ready. And I don't think that's going to change this season. Now, I don't think this is uh, completely right. Justin Fields off forever, but. Not this year, uh, you know, and of course, I'll say that now and then he'll have a breakout game. So anyway, let's fingers crossed. Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah, he's backtracked, backslid. Uh, I think you can get rid of him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you picked him up, he is not going to be back anytime soon. We had al- originally hoped he was going to be. But that's not the case. Mike Davis. Cordero Patterson's the top running back in that backfield. Damian Williams. Well, 
I mentioned earlier, Khalil Herbert's way ahead of him. Darnell Mooney, if you wanted to move on from him, I, I don't have an issue with that. I'm holding Allen Robinson. I get it. You want to cut Allen Robinson? You know what? Cut Allen Robinson if you want. I'm not, but you can. Just don't yell at me on Twitter over freaking Allen Robinson. I don't call the plays for that team. I'm not Allen Robinson, so stop it. Um, I muted you or blocked you anyway, but Jonu Smith, thanks for downloading and listening. Jonu Smith and OJ Howard both can be gone because tight ends don't hold on to him for very long. Uh, here are the defenses if I have, I am just sticking with. These are the defenses I would prioritize if they are out there because they are good defenses. Buffalo versus Miami, Los Angeles Rams versus the Houston Texans, Tampa versus New Orleans, and Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Uh, all, all four of them really good defenses in pretty solid matchups. I mean, Tampa versus New Orleans isn't phenomenal, but you always get the potential for Jameis picks. Uh, all right, here are the streamers for this week, and actually I have six of them this week. Cincinnati versus the Jets. I don't care if it's Flacco or who it is. I'm going to go after him. And that Bengals defense is not too shabby. San Francisco versus the Bears going against Justin Fields. Philadelphia, the Eagles going up against Detroit. Uh, like that, Detroit has been a favorable matchup this season. Seattle versus the Jags. Uh, hey, Trevor Lawrence still is throwing turnover-worthy worthy throws, so we'll go after him. Atlanta versus Carolina. It's Sam Darnold. It's bad decisions. And Atlanta, I know they're not a good defense, but whatever. I'm going to – beggars can't be choosers sometimes, especially if you're in those leagues where people hoard defenses. I love those leagues because they're wasting their bench spots. Uh, so sometimes you have to dumpster dive a little bit with the Falcons or the Jags going up against Geno Smith. Uh, you, you could do worse. You could certainly do worse this week. All right, that wraps it up for today. Tomorrow I'll be back with rankings. In the meantime, you can check everything out over at FTNFantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK for a discount. At Jeff Rackliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliffe on Instagram. All right, I'll catch you tomorrow. I'm Jeff Rackliffe, and I'm out.